cybersecurity? There's a ton of content out there, and if you don't know where to start, it can be overwhelming, even paralyzing. So let's fix that. Welcome to Simply Cyber, a community of tens of thousands of aspiring and active cybersecurity professionals focused on networking, knowledge sharing, and professional development. I'm Dr. Gerald Dozier, Chief Content Creator at Simply Cyber, inviting you to get the answers to your cybersecurity problems with hundreds of cybersecurity videos answering your frequently asked questions, interviewing industry experts, and live streaming daily cyber threat briefings hosted by me. Now get the stories and insights you won't find anywhere else. Hit subscribe now and dig into all the fresh content on the channel and in the community. Nothing should stop you from launching and leveling up your cybersecurity career today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the party. Today is Monday, February 12th, 2024. This is episode number 555 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I am your host, Dr. Gerald Dozier, and over the next 45 minutes, me, you, Marcus Kyler, Chelsea, Ray Waterhouse, Kimberly Can Fix It, Matt McDaniel, the entire Yeet crew, Robert Cooper, Senfilis, folks over on LinkedIn, Matthew Necci coming in for 20 months with a squad membership, Kurt Adler, Kerry with the Cyber 101, folks on LinkedIn, folks on YouTube, long timers and first timers, we're all going to be shredding the top cyber news stories of the day. And I'll be giving my expert opinion and analysis on each of those stories on what it means to you as a practitioner. So how can you drive cyber risk reduction for your business stakeholders? Or if you're looking to break into the industry, guess what, y'all? We got value uh, in spades coming at you. Um, you're going to be asked in any job interview, how do you stay current? This is the answer. You're going to want to find out about opportunities, resources, get support when it's tough and champion others when it's successful. That's the Simply Cyber community, hashtag Team SC, all over there on the far side of the screen, just pouring like a raging river. I love it. It's going to be epic. Just a reminder, I don't prep or research for any of the stories that we're going to be going over. So you're getting my rough, rugged, raw interpretation on each of these stories. Now, before we get into it, and I want to just set expectations for everybody, it will be an abbreviated show. We will stop after the mid-roll because I have to go to my son's uh, academic award ceremony where he is being bestowed with uh, honor roll and um, community service award. So it's going to be epic. But before all of that happens, you guys need to know about the show sponsors, starting with my good friend Eric Taylor and the crew over at Barricade Cyber Solutions. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil. But guess what? Barricade Cyber Solutions, they know how to mitigate and yeet the damage done by cyber incidents. Believe that. Check them out at barricadecyber.com. Links in the description below. Also want to say shout out and love to Panopsi Security. Panopsi Security is just straight up crushing it and helping businesses partner in a way that is impactful to cyber risk reduction. How does this look? Well, they have the capabilities to be a VCSO and provide that strategic leadership and give you vision on where to take your cyber program. They also have the tactical hands-on skill for staff augmentation so they can help you execute a tabletop exercise an enterprise risk assessment, 
end user awareness training, like whatever it is you need that's left of boom, Panopsi Security's got you covered. It like absolutely check them out. Brandon Poole. Um, I love the the group over there at Panopsi. They can help you no matter what your needs are. Also want to say shout out to uh, uh, Anti-Siphon Training, but we'll get to them at the mid-roll. Now, each episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing is normally worth half a CPE, LOL, DJ BSEC. I would say take a screenshot of this one. Uh, it's going to be a 30-minute show, so we'll be coming in tight on the CPEs, but... Uh, say what's up in chat, hashtag Team SC if you're here with us and a regular of the Simply Cyber community. Uh, screen cap it, throw it in a folder, and then at the end of the year, count it. How many files you got? Multiply by 0.5, and that's the number of CPEs you got. If you're live with us right now, 219 of you, I'm sure we got a lot of Super Bowl hangovers coming in hot. Congratulations to those Kansas City Chiefs. Not my Kansas City Chiefs, but... Uh, congratulations. Hell of a game. Great game. Sorry, Kennedy. It was a good game, though. Entertaining, as always. If today is your first day... Hey, what's up, Abdullah Niazi? Hey, if today's your first day on the stream, if you chose episode 555 in order to rock and roll... Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Let's do that. We have a guest host. Uh, hey, if episode 555 is your uh, show today... Your first episode, hashtag first timer in chat, hashtag first timer in chat. We love welcoming our first timers. And we've got a special, this is, guys, you know how we just pivot, 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 pivot uh, in on the show. DJ BSEC is going to uh, guest host us uh, for the second half of the show. So that's pretty epic. Stay tuned for that. All right, guys, we got to move quick because we got a lot to cover. So sit back, relax. And let's let the cool sounds of the hot news wash over us in an awesome wave. Let's roll. From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines. These are What's the up, cybersecurity Victor headlines for Monday, February 12th, 2020. Got a lot of first timers here. Jack Priest, first timer. Phil Stafford, third timer. We'll take it. And uh, uh, Victor, first timer. All right, let's roll. I'm Steve Prentice. Raspberry Robin, a new one-day exploit targeting Windows. According to Bleeping Computer, recent versions of the Raspberry Robin malware are now stealthier and able to implement one-day exploits. A one-day exploit takes advantage of the time delay between the release of a patch and its application to a vulnerable system. Cybersecurity researchers at Checkpoint say that Raspberry Robin is a worm that has been linked to Evil Corp and Clop and recently has been seen leveraging exploits in CVE-2023-36802 and 29360, which are two local privilege escalation vulnerabilities in Microsoft Streaming Service Proxy and the Windows TPM device driver. Hunt okay, so Raspberry Robin, this actually is a uh, an older but goodie, if you will, an oldie but goodie. By the way, shout out to uh, Generative AI Art. This looks pretty dope. Um, of course, I'm a sucker for like retro synthwave, uh, hot pinks and blues. Um, they're saying that Raspberry Robin is highly effective. I believe it's like an initial uh, infection uh, t type loader. Um, it, like I said, it was it made its uh, it made its rounds like six months ago. They said that Clop ransomware is using it as well as Evil Corp. Uh, these are both major threat actors. Toasty Pops in the house. 
uh, just rubbing himself down with baby oil all about the Kansas City love. Local KC SC peeps, celebrate the big win with us and check in on SC Kansas City on Discord so we can plan our first meetup. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Love it, love it, love it. Yes, and uh, really quickly, if you don't know, we did launch the uh, local meetups on the Simply Cyber Discord server. Exclamation point Discord in chat to find out. But we have Colorado, Kansas City, Charleston, uh, okay, Low Country, Southeastern Florida, et cetera. Those are all good stuff. Um, here's the deal. Uh, it's worth looking into this Raspberry Robin um, malware just to kind of get a get a feel for what it looks like and make sure that your SIM and detections, EDRs, are um, able to detect it. Because it is, it is uh, what I would consider a pretty good uh, piece of malware. You can see that they're digitally signing it with uh, legit certs which makes it gross because your operating system will run it. Um, I don't understand why it's using the TPM device driver, but you know, sure, why not throw that in there? Um, okay, let's go. Uh, Europe suffers Black Basta ransomware attack. This attack apparently started in January and has resulted in the theft of three terabytes of data from the company's German division. Hyundai Motor Europe is only describing this as a, quote, unauthorized third party having accessed a limited part of the network of Hyundai Motor Europe, end quote. But according to Bleeping Computer, the threat actors have posted a list of folders that were, quote, allegedly stolen from numerous Windows domains, end quote. Cisco All right. Hey, this sucks, man. Black, boss, black Basta. Mr. Boombastic, right? Get your, uh, <laughs> get your, uh, your reggae on. Um, Hyundai Europe, Black, I've seen Black Basta hit a um, like a small publisher in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, and I've now I've seen them hit a you know international conglomerate uh, automotive company in their European faction. So again, this just emphasizes ransomware. Most ransomwares they don't care; they're all about straight cash, homie, straight cash, homie, and they're all about crimes of opportunity. If you fall for a fish or you click on something you shouldn't and install something you shouldn't, you're going to get popped. And then they're just going to evaluate who is their current threat pool. Like, I'm telling you, it's it sucks. But it's like the golden age of ransomware where, like, you just wake up in the morning, like, shuffle in your rabbit, your, your rabbit uh, fuzzy slippers, get your coffee in your pink robe. You go to your uh, your terminal and you look at your admin panel or whatever, and you say, "Oh, what did I get today?" Like you know, wiping the sleep from your eyes, and you just have like this, you know, smorgasbord of victims that you get to kind of pick through. If anything, I feel like the threat actors get an like they probably get annoyed when like low value targets fall into their nets, and they're like, "Ah, it's like it's like having to like grab like small fish off your fish hook and be like, ah, I'm searching for the big catfish. I don't need this." You know what I mean? So. Uh, Black Boston not going anywhere. Um, I mean, this is just interesting. I suppose if you work in automotive or manufacturing, it's worth uh, noting uh, simply because this is a major incident uh, and one that would be uh, relevant to your industry and maybe help you get some budget, if you know what I mean. Um, you can see Black Boston has raked in over $100 million in Bitcoin ransom payments since its inception. Um, and no surprise here, uh, threat act, um, Intel experts believe that uh, Conti, uh, Blackbust is a fork of Conti. Conti blew up when Russia invaded Ukraine. Half the gang was Ukrainian, half was Russian. You, Conti officially declared for Russia and the Ukrainians got all pissed off and they blew up the, uh, that, that um, 
gang and released all their internal documents. So it, it, it was really an interesting opportunity for uh, defenders and good guys, cyber professionals to have an insight into like what these gangs actually look like. I'd recommend it if you're if you're if you if you want to know more about ransomware threat actors and or you don't know about this, it's definitely worth your time. Go search the Conti papers. I'll drop it in chat. Uh, mods, if you can uh, grab um, Krebs's Conti papers. Uh, Brian Krebs did like a, uh, a like a distillation roundup synthesis of the Conti papers. Uh, and it really gives you real interesting insight into top tier threat uh, actor operations. Uh, just to give you a little teaser, just to wet your beak a little bit. The Conti papers revealed that Conti ransomware gang had over 100 employees. They had an HR department. They had a dev team. They had a QA team. I mean, they were a full-blown, you know, did like software tech startup company, except their, their software was malware and their business was crime, but they ran it like a real business. I mean, they even had like affiliate programs, referral bonuses, you know, can you imagine not filling out the TPS reports and getting a, a, a rash from your manager? And you're like, dude, we're criminals. Like, why you got to get up on me about my pie chart? To cut thousands of jobs as it focuses on high growth areas. The San Jose-based company is planning to eliminate some of its workforce, which currently stands at almost 85,000 as of fiscal 2023. The announcement of who and where could come early this week, given that the company has an earnings call on February 14th. According to Reuters, quote, Cisco had cut its full-year revenue and profit forecasts in its previous earnings call in a sign that demand for its networking equipment was slowing. It blamed the weakness on a slowdown in orders in the first quarter, saying customers are currently focused on installing and implementing products in their environments, end quote. All right. So a couple things here. One, uh, Cisco reached out to me. I actually have a call with them on Wednesday to talk about like a uh, a sponsorship deal. So this is like oh, 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 a little awkward. <laughs> but uh, uh, so Cisco's cutting jobs. They have 89,000 employees. They cut 5%, which is about, what is that? Like 4,000 employees. That's 4,000 families that are you like being thrown into the deep end. That's 4,000 families that may be in a, a tough spot. That's 4,000 sad, sad stories. Um, this sucks. There is a lot of, um, there's a lot of recession going on. There's a lot of slowdown. Um, if you work in business, you may have like, especially in the cyber industry, you may have noticed uh, a lack of like renewal on certain things. Um, I know certainly I've talked to other individuals in the space who are uh, content creators talking about how sponsorships are drying up. So this is all indicative that um, Cisco's is Cisco's going to continue to plow on. I will tell you personally, I'm still, I'm still, I guess, more of a, in, an enlisted person, like a sergeant and less of an officer, like a lieutenant. Um, when I see something like this, I'm not, I don't think immediately like, oh, this is good stewardship by the executive team to help protect shareholder money. What I see is this is a failure by the uh, executive team for over hiring uh, during the boom, right? And not providing like a nice, smooth transition. Um, you know, 5% is not that bad. You've seen other companies that have laid off like in mass. Uh, there was an actual, some, a female, uh, had recorded some like TikTok. It went viral with her basically being laid off. Um, so it's happening. I'll just remind everybody a really, really awesome resource is layoffs.fyi. 
layoffs.fyi. Um, I keep this actually, you can't see it, but this is one of the few bookmarks that I have across my bookmark bar. And you can see it really does give, oh wait, whoops. Hold on one second. I'm in the wrong window and I'm blowing up chat here. You can see here, layoffs.fii will show you um, the company and then layoffs that happen. So you can get an idea of, you know, like health of companies and stuff. Look, Workfellow laid off 100%. So they basically went bankrupt. Tenable, the, the uh, vulnerability uh, scanning company, 5% off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not, not all these things get stories. Okta, the authentication company, right? Or, you know, whatever. 400 layoffs, 7%. Zoom. So I, I always check this. Dude, the reality, here's the reality, man. You can put as much pig, uh, lipstick on a pig and tell me that everything's going to be all right. But like when you lay off people, that's like, that's a fact, right? Um, actions speak louder than words. New Rust Door What's Backdoor up, Divine Targeting Dream, Divine. Apple Mac you. OS Devices. Operating stealthily since November, it has been found to, quote, impersonate an update from Microsoft Visual Studio and target both Intel and ARM architectures, end quote. It is designed to steal files and pull together information on a compromised endpoint. Cybersecurity firm Bitdefender suggests the malware is linked to Black Basta and Black Cat, owing to overlaps in its C2 infrastructure. Department of Justice. All right. So, again, <laughs> if you're still living in this bubble where you think Macs don't get malware, um, welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> they got malware. They got malware for days. Now, Here's the deal. This is being run. It's called Rust Door. I mean, it could be called whatever. A uh, backdoor rusty trombone. Wow. Whoa, it's too early. I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. Um, sorry, Kennedy. Um, check it out. This is not a ransomware variant. This is a backdoor. So this is a persistence mechanism into Mac machines. You got to remember, people aren't running corporate IT infrastructure on Apple computers. I know Apple half-heartedly made a play to have the Apple trash can or whatever it was that was supposed to be a server. It never really took off, right? Most uh, IT infrastructures, they have, you know, Linux machines for the bulls and then Windows servers for the cows, you know, for, for lack of a better term. And, but, but this right here, to me, this is attacking uh, executives and you know salespeople or whatever who are running uh, Apple computers as a foothold into an organization, right? You get you get on this machine, you have a persistence mechanism. You figure out who they are, what they are. Maybe you wait until they connect into a VPN or they go back to another ship, and then, um, and then you know you're off and running on that. So again, if you're not including Mac OS computers or you know Apple computers in your I guess inventory, right? When you're inventorying what the scope of the uh, um, environment is that you're responsible for protecting, then you're doing yourself a disservice. Obviously, um, they do have, um, what's the word I want? Like EDR solutions that can run on Mac OS. Uh, you can set Mac OS to update itself regularly. I don't know if, um, I, see, this isn't really, hold on. This isn't really, it's important to point this out. This isn't an exploit. This is just software 
that basically allows a remote access connection into the Mac OS. So in order for this to work, some threat actor would have to get the malware installed on your computer first. Now they can either trick you to install it legitimately, or they could exploit some technical vulnerability as an initial infection and then pull this down. So it's important to know from a kind of cyber kill chain perspective that this is just software that doesn't exploit any vulnerabilities. It's just a remote access solution, for lack of a better term, that hides. They call it stealthy. You know, that's a pretty subjective term. You tell me, does it do like process hollowing or is it just like not show up as like an app running on your machine? I don't know, like in the dock, right? So whatever, Rust or classic, classic issue. Look for IOCs, look for C2 traffic in your um, in your SIM. And, you know, it's being run by Black Cat and um, Black Basta, which are tier one threat actors. So, you know, take it seriously. That's all I would say about that. This dismantles Warzone Rat and makes arrests. The seizure of the infrastructure and the arrests were announced Friday by the U.S. Justice Department. This included takedowns of domains that were, quote, used to sell computer malware used by cybercriminals to secretly access and steal data from victims' computers, end quote. According to the Hacker News, Warzone Rat, also known as Ave Maria, was first documented in January 2019 when it was used to attack an Italian oil and gas sector company by deploying bogus Microsoft Excel files that exploited a security flaw in the equation editor. This you may remember as CVE 2017-11882. Two individuals were arrested in Malta and Nigeria and were charged with helping other cybercriminals use the rat for malicious purposes. Wow, all right. Yeah, get your chief Wiggum on. All right, so you know, anytime that DOJ drops a hammer, a ban hammer on threat actors, it's a win for us. Um, I had not heard of this Warzone rat infrastructure. Eric Taylor from Barricade Cyber is going to be joining us momentarily and taking over. So he may have some um, insights on this, but I, you know, I didn't know this is malware as a service. Basically, this is a this is a cloud-based software solution for thirty-six bucks a month. I think they said down here thirty-eight dollars a month, or save twenty percent now by signing up for a full year. Like I'm telling you guys, these threat actors, these criminal enterprises. They're running businesses just the same way that you or I would run a business. It's just that their business is illegal and it's crime, but they're running it the same way. Dude, I'm telling you right now, cloud services is so hot right now. That Hansel's so hot right now. That's all it is. It scales up really nicely. You can make an A load of money and off it runs. So if you don't know what you're doing, you can sign up for this point and click. It's, this is basically like Metasploit. 2.0, right? This is a 2024 version. This is a Zoomer version of Metasploit where like you don't really know what you're doing, but you just kind of pay some money, point and click and you know, you're 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 owning stuff all over the place. Um this thing could browse file systems, big deal, take screenshots, record keystrokes, at least that's something um useful. Steal passwords, okay, and activate computer webcam without the victim's knowledge or consent, i.e. not turning the little LED on and not notifying you, which is creepy, uh, by the way. And I might add, you know the little, um, you absolutely, if you have a laptop or frankly a camera, you should have the little, um, the little slider fuzzy thing that goes across the top to hide your camera unless you need it. Pro tip. 
make sure if you do have one, it's either soft or you you be careful. I literally broke my, I had a Mac, like, I don't know, three computers ago and I closed it. And because Mac is so slick and so cool, the entire, the entire thing is a screen. So when you, including where the camera is. So when you put a little hard plastic slider thing and then close your computer, then stick it in your briefcase. When you get to where you're going, the screen is cracked, which, um, I don't know if you've ever tried to replace the screen on a Mac, but it's not free. In, in fact, it's actually quite expensive, which is really angering me. Catch me outside. How about that? Absolutely catch me outside. If you break your camera, uh, your screen. Um, so unless you're running like a DSLR camera like this, and then I, you know, I can't, I just, I, I guess I'm at risk. So uh, yeah, there we go. And now a word from our sponsor, Vanta. From dozens of spreadsheets and screenshots to fragmented tools and manual security reviews, managing the requirements for modern compliance and security programs is increasingly challenging. Vanta is the leading trust management platform that helps you centralize your efforts to establish trust and enable growth across your organization. Over 6,000 companies partner with Vanta to automate compliance, strengthen security posture, streamline security reviews, and reduce third-party risk. To learn more, go to vanta.com slash CISO and watch their three-minute product demo. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash CISO. All right, it's mid-roll. Simply Cyber Breakfast Club. All right, y'all. Hey, if you're getting value from the stream, educational entertainment, do me a favor, hit that like button ASAP, my friends. It goes a long way to helping other people find the show 100%. What's up, Nelson Yee? Hashtag Team SC. I love it. I love it. What's up, everybody? Hey, I want to say shout out and thanks to the stream sponsors, starting with Barricade Cyber, who you're going to get to know intimately in a hot minute. Panopsi Security. And anti-siphon training. Check it out. If you took soft core skills or active cyber defense last couple weeks, you know how awesome anti-siphon training is. I love myself some anti-siphon training. They are disrupting the traditional training industry by providing quality, cutting-edge education to everyone, regardless of their financial position. They offer their students the opportunity to learn skills, practice what is taught, and engage with their community in a fun and inclusive way. Check them out anti-siphontraining.com links in the description below all right now i want to talk about the um simply cyber community challenge philip martin has the baton right now way to go philip martin if you can philip martin's going to attack somebody in chat but listen really quickly if you want to blow up your if you want to blow up your linkedin professional network do this simple simple thing five minutes a day go on linkedin Search for this hashtag, Simply Cyber Community Challenge. You can see it at the bottom in light blue. Search for that hashtag. By searching for it, you'll find people posting with it, like Philip Martin just did. Connect with the posters, like Philip. Connect with the people in the comments. There's like five new connections. Now comment yourself. That's an active move. Passively, everybody else that comes through is going to connect with you. You're going to blow up your professional network. It's simple. It's simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. Just do it. You'll thank me later. Believe that. Now, if you're got the baton or you want the baton, Philip Martin uh, has already tagged somebody named Royce. Royce is going to take the baton. Royce, go head over to LinkedIn. Make your post. 
Use the hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge and tag me, and I will amplify that message, and we will blow up Royce's network next. Everybody gets a turn. All right, guys. Hey, check it out. I want to tell you, every single day of the week has a special segment, and today is my favorite. Uh, well, it's one of my favorites. Actually, I love them all. Um, Simply Cyber community member, I want to say shout out and love to a community member who's been a around a long time, and we absolutely love him. Marcus Kyler. Guys, listen, this is Marcus Kyler. He's leader of the Yeet Crew. He's out of Detroit. He just posted on LinkedIn about your digital pastor. I watched it last night. It was excellent. I've met Marcus in person in Las Vegas. A true, true, really great guy, a professional. You can tell he likes to help people. You can tell he's a community member. You can tell he, he likes to serve. Marcus, I genuinely appreciate all you do for the community. I know other people in the community appreciate it too. So everybody say shout out to Marcus Kyler, my man, my friend, and a community member who you know really does benefit from being recognized. All right, guys, here we go. Let's bring on Eric. Hold on, let me fix my screen really quickly. Let's do the yeah, 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 yes together. All right, we got your morning, absolutely your morning Simply Cyber Breakfast Club. Hey, everybody, I'm going to hand the reins over to our good friend, Eric Taylor of Barricade Cyber Solutions. Eric, how are you today, friend? Four more, five more minutes, Dad. I'm killing zombies. <laughs> awesome, man. I hope you had a great weekend, Eric. And uh, I'm going to head off to my son's uh, ceremony. Thank you very much. Hey, everybody, have a great Monday. We'll see you uh, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. You guys are the best for all the first timers out there. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the party, pal. Eric, take it away. Thanks so much. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We do greatly appreciate it. My name is Eric Taylor. I am, for those who don't know, I am the owner's uh, chief forensic operator here at Barricade Cyber Solutions. It's a pleasure to meet everybody. For all you first timers, sorry for my tardiness first thing this morning. Uh, those who have teenagers now, I'm not sure if the show is still running or not, but back when my kids were growing up, there was a cartoon called Peppa Pig. And one of the things they did with the Peppa Pig pigs would jump up and down in muddy puddles. So um, I got two bull English bulldogs and they thought it was a great idea this morning to jump up and down in muddy puddles. So I, I was a few minutes late. So um, here we go. Let's see. So we did mid roll. We did all that. So let put it in the chat. I've got two start. I was going to kick off with two stories this morning. Uh, first thing right off and that was not on CISO series. Put it on your right. You know what? I'll do an executive decision. We'll go with two executive, two bonus episodes before we get back into the CISO series. So let me do this and let me do this. Let me do a quick audio check. In a recent development. All right, ladies and gentlemen, do y'all hear that? Y'all hear the dolphins, y'all hear it. Let me know, make sure it restream show says that my audio is working, but just double check. Please let me know. Y'all hear it. Just say, yes, audio. Yes, we hear you. Or, hey, Eric, be quiet. <laughs> Something. All right. All right. All right. 
So everybody says that we're hearing it. So we're going to kick it off again. Two bonus episodes that came across my feed over the weekend and um, definitely want to share them with you. So you are up to uh, up to date on the latest one. Here's episode number one of the bonus. In a recent development, a critical vulnerability has been identified in Enable's Take Control Agent, potentially allowing hackers to gain unauthorized system privileges. This flaw labeled. That is the wrong story. That is an old one. Give me one second, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not sure what happened with that one. Bear with me a moment. Please stand by to stand by. Downloads. For some reason, I don't know what in the world just happened with Stream Deck. Configure Stream Deck. Boom. Boom. Can't really can fix it. Yep, I do see your note. Bear with me one second. We're come we're coming in kind of goofyish. So bear with me one second. Let's see the first one was five bravo six four. There we are. Let's see. Does this work? The U.S. government is offering up to... That is story number two. No worries. No worries. In recent news, the increasing sophistication of cyber threats... I don't know what happened with my stream deck all of a sudden, ladies and gentlemen. So sorry about this. But quick flip of the switch. Here we go. And I will post it here in the chat. So if you want to get these... Feel like I took over Jerry's uh, Jerry's chat there. All right, here's the first one, ladies and gentlemen. Attention, business owners and executives. QNAP Systems has issued urgent patches for 24 vulnerabilities in its NAS products, including critical flaws that could allow unauthorized command execution. This proactive security measure aims to prevent potential exploits. It's crucial to update your systems immediately to safeguard against these risks. Stay informed and protect your business assets. Have yeah, and another day that ends in Y. We have another NAS device that is comparable to not just one, but catch it, no fewer than twenty-four. Ah, you vulnerabilities. So you must. Ah, you gotta patch it. Right. So you know the dumpster fire that is NAS and what. Most people do not listen to. And let, let me give you a piece of education. All right. I know people who use QNAP, use Synology, use Buffalo, things of that nature. But on the surface, they're great pieces of technology, right? Um, you can be able to store local files. You can be able to sync it up to the cloud, things of that nature. Um, but the problem is nine times out of ten, QNAP, Synology, but I don't think Buffalo does it. I could be wrong. Most of the clients, when we uh, get brought in, they have an old legacy version of freaking Buffalo. So newer versions may do this, but a lot of them have what's called a Cloud Connect application where you can be able to remotely access it through a web GUI and be able to pull files. And that's nine times out of 10 where these stupid vulnerabilities come in because it is literally a subdomain that points directly through OpenRelay into your NAS device 
and it's a dumpster fire on freaking wheels. So it's definitely if you've got that, if you got a QNAP, please, please go patch it. And I will put in the second story that I wanted to give everybody. And then we will get back to the CISO series version of dumpster fires. The U.S. government is offering up to $10 million for information on Hive ransomware leaders and up to $5 million for arrests of affiliates. This follows a law enforcement operation that disrupted Hive's operations, saving victims $130 million. Hive has heavily targeted critical sectors, amassing over $100 million. The U.S. aims to dismantle ransomware networks by exploiting internal tensions, emphasizing the ongoing battle against cybercrime threats. Uh, so, yep, something that we've seen the government do so many times, right? So, you know, if you're looking for a payday, you know, cyber criminals are always offering insider threats money to compromise your own network as you're doing the great exodus, if you will, uh, in an organization. But like, I'm going to quit next week anyway. Let me just sell off access to my network and make a quick dollar. And so... You know, they're hoping that the government, you know, for a price point of $10 million or $5 million for anybody who uh, leads to conviction of participating in high ransomware activity. Now, this one's a little, this one's a little weird that this is actually the hive because I thought hive was taken down. Give me a sec. So maybe they're trying to go this was I'm not being an idiot, am I? Yeah, so this is a news that came out this morning. But they they were shut down a little over a year ago. I wonder if the hive is back at it again. Which wouldn't surprise me, right? So keep it on your radar. You know, uh TLDR that you know, this or reading between the lines on this one is either they're still trying to go after Hive, even though they're with another one, or possibly Hive ransomware, which is very, very notorious, um, that they may be coming back into the into the fold and causing some problems. So, you know, secure your network, ladies and gentlemen, and. You know, if you're recently laid off by Cisco or anybody else, you know, you got some insider knowledge, you know, get that payday, ladies and gentlemen. Get it, get it, get it. All right. Uh, let's get on with the CISO series version of stuff. Unable to load media. Are you F? I hate CISO series audio. I, I'm going to minimize. Oh, I can't do that. Dot com slash CISO. Hey, I did it right. The first. Holy moly. I Cohesity never... buys Veritas data protection business. The San Jose based IT company announced the deal on Thursday. It will create. What? 
Okay, so I need to go back one story. I did not get it right. Slash online security reviews and reduce third-party risk. To learn more, go to vanta.com slash CISO and watch their three-minute product demo. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash CISO. Oh, I see what... <laughs> All right, so they actually... Okay, CISO series actually messed up. So they put in the news feed, those who don't know, the audio version is out of sync with the, the site lead or whatever. They put the mid-roll right after the Mac OS versus the DOJ. Okay, I see what's going on now. All right. Uh, not enough co coffee, crack, and meth in the world to overcome this one. Cohesity buys Veritas data protection business. The San Jose-based IT company announced the deal on Thursday. It will create a data security and management giant valued at roughly $7 billion, and the deal focuses on the acquisition of Veritas Net Backup, Net Backup Appliances, and Alta data protection offerings. It was not clear from the announcement which names or brands will be used following the purchase, which is expected to close by the end of this year. The remainder of Veritas will become a separate company to be called DataCo, to be led by current Veritas SVP Lawrence Wong, and which will manage Veritas InfoScale, data compliance, and backup exec products and services. You okay, and a story that almost probably needs nothing to nobody. You know, we have one company buying another one in the great consolidation of the tech, uh, InfoSec space, which literally happens like every time every time you go to the bathroom and uh, you know i'm not sure what my stream deck may need to get rebooted i don't know um the buttons are definitely backwards so the dolphin and you got to patch it are not playing in the right order so sorry about that so yeah i mean this is just this this business name sounds very familiar with for me for some reason I don't know why, but anyway, um, yeah, their companies are buying up other ones. It happens all the freaking time. You know, stay, I mean, so this is going to be a little tinfoil hat. There's those who are in the space, even in IT, MSP, cybersecurity, things of that nature. Uh, yeah, every time you go to the bathroom, you got to pat. Hold on, I got to bring that up. That That's funny. I love it. There we go. Every time you go to the bathroom, you got to patch it. <laughs> uh, insert really bad adult humor joke there. <laughs> um, but you go through. Uh, so <laughs> all the adult comments in my head. <laughs> oh, completely inappropriate from the military time. Okay. Anyway, let's. Let me take a sip of coffee and regain my composure. All right, here we go. Um, so, yeah, if you're in the MSP, IT, InfoSec, cybersecurity, you know, we're seeing it. J Gerald mentioned it a minute ago. Uh, Layoff.fyi comes up. So those who don't know, definitely take a look at this. And the site just comes up really really horribly now if it's going to even load probably not because you know that is today uh it's rainy and puppies are playing you know peppa pig has muddy puddles so if you ever see the site 
whatever. View is larger screen. Thank you. Because this thing just kind of, it's like, what is going on here with all this truncated information? So that link down there kind of expands it out and you can actually see more real data. But yeah, there's, there's just tons of layoffs and with more of the, the buyout, you know, this to me, so if you're in the MSP IT space, there's a company called Kaseya that you may remember from two, three, you know, two or three years ago that had the big cybersecurity incident. They ended up buying Datto, which is another RMM, a competitor to them that was promptly formulated as a backup vendor. This kind of just rings true to that, where, you know, they're just buying stuff to, you know, essentially destroy is what I will assume because most of the time these acquisitions never go well. They, they buy it up, gobble up some intellectual property or trying to just get market share. They're <laughs> more tinfoil hat, but they, you know, a lot of times when things like this happen, you know, innovation just never really happens. It, it just kind of gets stagnant. So, I honestly think that a lot of times these acquisitions will come in play where they are just trying to stifle the competitions. Like, yep, we bought it up. Uh, we'll collect the money for a little bit. We'll not innovate the product, make it better, make it more secure, advance new features. You know, the roadmap is definitely, you know, gets very stagnant after a year, if that long. And the companies there, the salespeople will already have their, their slicks to be like, yeah, well, we have it, you know, in our main company now, and it's a new price point and, you know, things of that nature, you know. So, anyway. Ukraine, Kiev Star CEO explains Sandworm Attack. Following oh, yeah. up on a story we covered last month, the CEO of telecom operator Kyivstar, Oleksandr Komarov, has explained how the attack, which left 24 million subscribers without mobile or internet for days, happened. In short, Komarov states that the initial access was obtained through a compromised employee account, which allowed access to other accounts and eventually to admin privileges. Komarov ruled out the possibility of this being an inside job. He said their team was surprised by the attacker's ability to move around their robustly protected systems and said also that the attackers remained undetected for months through the use of a zero-day wiper malware. He added that the attackers succeeded in wiping out the virtual servers but failed in their attempts to damage physical equipment due to a swift response from the Kyivstar team. When asked about lessons learned, Komarov stated that despite robust security, his company's infrastructure was too centralized and that they are now embarking on a program of micro-segmentation. All right, so, John, stick around because I will go full, full nuclear on that. But anyway, um, this is just... All right, so from the trenches, if you don't know, zero-day wiper malware, correct me if I'm wrong, the wiper malware is just that. It wipes your systems. Like DOD, Sandworm, or not Sandworm, but uh, Beach, Blit, uh, Beach, Beach Bit style wiper. It's designed not to... 
allow recovery. So how are you going? Did you did they have wiper malware previous installed that the malware had a zero day, and that's how they got in? This this whole story just riddles with stereotypical BS to me. Yeah, you know, I I know me and Jerry see eye to eye on a lot of stuff, but my stuff uh, being in the trenches and hunting evil every day. Yeah, a lot of this totes the narrative that typically goes out. And it's like, oh, yeah, we take your data security seriously and blah, 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 and whatever. Um, Making it difficult to trace movement throughout. So this part here destroyed hundreds of servers, wiped wiped thousands of computers, making it difficult to trace movement through their network which you want to know what this tells me you don't know what this tells me no centralized log management no log retention they could they didn't have a sim in place where they can go back and look at their stuff that's exactly what this tells me they didn't have an external edr that uses splunk or uh, logstash or anything that has that data retention in place so, I mean, this, you know, they have very robust, you know, cybersecurity practices. My, yeah, anyway, freaking jackals. Anyway, I mean, this, read between the lines, ladies and gentlemen, when you're reading through a lot of these stories, you know, it's clear the level of BS when you're when they talk out of one side of their face over here and then talk about the other side, especially when they talk about the lessons learned. But they said, hey, this is why we couldn't figure it out. Yeah. And they're you know, it's because we had everything in one central location. No, there was a couple other failures, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway. We'll cut carry on to the next story. Express VPN discovered to be leaking DNS requests. This leak Am I just supposed to go full nuclear today? <laughs> like Gerald, Dr. Dr. Gerald Ogier says, we don't really prep for these things. I just kind of read a little bit just to see if the two bonus stories that I was going to talk about earlier this morning was even there. That's about the extent I did. Oh, oh, we need an ultra spicy jalapeno. Leak, which has been happening since May 2022, is due to a bug in the split tunneling feature of ExpressVPN. Split tunneling allows users to route some internet traffic in and out of the VPN tunnel, providing local access and secure remote access simultaneously. The bug caused users' DNS requests to go to their internet service provider and not to ExpressVPN's infrastructure, which was kind of the point. ExpressVPN says the issue only impacted roughly 1% of its Windows users. 1%? Sure, sure. You don't misconfigure IPsec tunneling and it only affects 1% of your Windows users. Uh. (laughs) Uh. So, for almost two years, it's a 
quite possible. Quite possible. Your your data DNS records were leaked. Quite possible. Hmm. Uh, I think that's the end of it. Oh, and it says unlabeled Lo- media again. You're awesome, podcast CISO web. I hate their freaking website. Anyway, uh, yep, that is the last of it. So we will carry on into some audio. That, there you go, ExpressVPN. How about that? Play some music while we kind of clean up everything. I hope everybody, you know, it is 8.50 in the afternoon. Or in the morning. What is wrong with me? <laughs> um, I hope everybody has really enjoyed this kind of impromptu thing that we uh, that we kind of went through a little bit. Please remember, if you did enjoy this, we do greatly appreciate it. Please, 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 you know, leave a thumbs up, leave a um, a like, tell people about the dumpster fire that is me. Let me know about what you think about what I think down in the comments. Well, I do try to go back and watch them. Um, with that said, you know, we will try to switch over to Jaw Jack and we will spend a few minutes there. Um, Dr. Gerald Osher does not speak this very much, but if you do the hashtag or the exclamation, I do think it's challenge. It will take you automatically to LinkedIn that uh, the Ma team and I put together, you know, a URL so that way you can be able to go right into. Um, the LinkedIn page so that way you can see all the latest already filtered for you. So please use that if you need uh, a direct link for that. Um, with that, let me bring up this other thing and we'll go into the jaw jacking. Where? to pivot your that's not it oh here it is okay all right let's move this here and bring that down just so i can keep the goofy audios in the background, we could kind of bring stuff up as we need to, ladies and gentlemen. So that, that music will kind of cycle through. Let me know if that background music is too loud. Uh, so I did, I did mention I would bring this up. Let me scroll back. While I'm doing this, if you have questions for me, we will spend, again, a few minutes uh, talking and just shoot the trash. Got it. So here it is. Data is still in use. Absolutely, John Brock's data is still definitely in use. But Kaseya is destroying it. Kaseya is already driving partners away with their three-year minimum commitments. They're already destroying, you know, product innovation. There's even rumor that... The backup Sirius and Alto devices that I've been hearing from uh, partners that 
if you do test restores that like you want to not just the the vm windows login screen page that's complete freaking trash if you ask me they're not doing validation of services running key even if you said hey i need to verify sql started up and running or exchange or whatever your key app uh, service application is that those services are starting it does none of that verification at all at least in the last four months that i know maybe a new feature actually rolled out and they actually did that but the it's they're stopping the like if you do the three-year commitment you you're no longer getting the free hardware if you want to do a test restore in a azure or aws tenancy i forget which one Dado is spinning them up in you're anything longer than i guess 10 15 minutes i've heard they're considering keyword considering doing charges for so all right we will scroll down all right kick the volume down just a notch absolutely mr brian i'll definitely do that let me know if that works Thank you, B DJ BSEC, for dropping that in there. Sorry if it did not go through. Yeah, if you got questions, type Q and question, and type your question in. We will stick around for a few minutes and answer some questions. I did see some Hunter Strong comments in there. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. We, I am going to get with marketing a little bit later today or tomorrow to see about creating some Hunter Strong outside of Bonfire just so we can do a longer uh, run of those type of uh, shirts and instead of going to Ronald McDonald house we'll probably do my personal favorite is the children's miracle network so all the proceeds we do for that we'll probably we'll go over there if we decide to do that so just read my chat here for a moment All right, so Alpha Sierra, okay. So I know DJ BSEC did this already, but I will just post them just for clarity because I do see that in the mod chat. And those who don't know, so these come up on my newsfeed. We've actually curated, or I've been dumping my newsfeed uh, RSS feeds into what we call mod news that then I've kind of talked to Dr. Gerald Osher about this a little bit how I generate the audio versions using Chad GPT and Speakai I think the plugins called but um, so like when we did these two stories the US government is offering up to 10 million dollars for information on hive ransomware leaders so that one is an AI generated voice so we did we use that uh for some of the stories if you ever were part of my fi friday roundups and things like that this the platform that i use you take it and you dump it through jet gpt create a 15 second ad read if you will then generate a voice so you know kind of go through there
Oh, somebody is troll. <laughs> Sorry, I see this in mod chat. Let me see if I can. So those who don't know, the crayon is, oh, Liberia, how do you feel about totally EDR in sound? Does it make your crayon happy or Jewel Sergeant angry? Um, so a mix of branches, I will say. Jewel Sergeant is army. We were drill instructors. And the crayon is for the Marine Corps because we always supposedly eat crayons because we don't know how to eat proper nutrition or something. I don't know. Uh, but I've heard of Totally. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know too much about it. I really, really don't. Um, I haven't heard good things, but I haven't heard bad things about them. So it's, you know, it, it's a little bit of my lack of knowledge i know of its existence is about as far as it goes it's kind of like i know this you know the company called no before i know of its existence you know i hear mixed reviews of good and bad things about that platform i got no direct knowledge or worked with anything like that so um let's see Eric, I'm working, I'm learning a lot with a Cyber 101 question. I'm learning some more info for the cloud. If I wanted to get, get into working with a cloud, what's the fastest way to get in? Find somebody interning for AWS or Azure, I guess. I mean, that's, I'm glad you're enjoying the content and you're learning a bunch of it. I just, you know, that's kind of, Carrie, that's kind of the question of like, hey, I want to work in IT. Okay, which field? I mean, are you wanting to do DFIR? Are you want to do, you know, blue team where you're doing SOC and your knock services and things of that nature? So, you know, Jim, good to see you as well, bud. Hope you have a great day. So this one is the old shirt. So we did come up with a domain. Um, it's just hunterstrong.com and I'll bring this up here. So we will go like this and like this. That's really bad. All right. Uh, so you can bookmark this hunterstrong.com. It does go to the old bonfire site. And it gives you a link. I want to buy this, and then you can uh, you can reserve the shirt. Just don't. We don't know if we're going to do another bonfire or if I'm going to get with marketing, a a aka Kimberly can fix it is our marketing manager, um, and put this on Printify or whatever. So we just don't have these some of these goofy campaigns, things of that nature. So remember, HunterStrong.com. We will. Uh, I'll kind of put it out to the mods and to everybody if people want to buy it. I, I'm thinking about, quite honestly, what I'm thinking of is doing a little bit more with this. Yes, he is a heart, uh, he is now a transplant, but I was thinking about adding some, let me actually blow this up. 
so if I go here and move this over so there's a whole history of course to Hunter and everything he's been through he is what's called an HLS hypoplastic left heart syndrome uh, so you know he was the champion for MUSC for a couple years so I was thinking about adding some you know MUSC stuff when he was a state champion when he did uh, things with uh, uh, Children's Miracle Network just adding all kinds of different stuff in there like a collaborative type of mesh or collage or something like that so I was thinking about adding some more stuff so we're, I'm thinking it in the back of my head we'll talk to Mrs. Barricade aka HR and see what's kind of going on and every time I see every time I see this you know right here I keep thinking it's a butt almost like a Simpsons butt anybody else see that so anyway it's goofy the goofy the goofy stuff makes me smile sometimes ladies and gentlemen what can I say so yeah hunterstrong.com Kimberly can fix it. Yes, your screen is still shared. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and unfortunately, I do need to get with Casually Joseph or uh, somebody in mod to help me reconfigure my whole setup. So the only way I can share the music in the background and all that is through if I share my screen. So. Cyber uh, or Cyber Butterfly. Who is the artist and the name of the song? No idea. It's literally royalty-free music in the uh, Stream Deck software. Or I bought it, for, or I got it from uh, the Speaky application. But either way, it's, it's royalty-free. Just some random music that I listened to, I liked, and there we go. Jen Hasley, or Ginny Hasley, did it. She did it. She did it. Can I... Copy message link. Nope, that's going to do the Discord link. Nope, that's still going to do Discord. But yes, Jenny, that's it. Why can I not? I oh, there it is. Open in browser. Those who don't know, I really suck at Discord. It's not my favorite. So here we go. Ha <laughs> ha! Thank you so much, Mods. Greatly appreciate it. Drop those questions down in chat. I will stick around for a few more minutes. Let me actually hide that message. Okay, so we got some insight from Jonathan. My company uses no before training. It's adequate for Cyber Carl. So it me, if I'm reading between the lines here, Jonathan, that it is it's good enough to stop your click happy users, but it's not really all that good for real education, is what I'm if I'm reading between those lines. Ah, so Jay. J. Allen Mitchell is, is agreeing with Jonathan.
just reading through catching up through the chat if you're asking questions I'm not seeing the letter Q and colon for anything it's okay Eric discord really sucks at discord eh, fair Alright, so Ross is saying that I'm assuming this is about the no before. I'm thinking that they're pretty great. And see, this is exactly what I was talking about. I assume that, again, assumptions be the mother of all F-ups. That this is the banter back and forth about no before. So, check mod chat. Gotcha. Uh, James Lynch asks, is it illegal to circumvent or block Stratstogen software? Why does that look familiar? Bear Hold on while I do my research. What is... I cannot type this morning for some reason. And I know for those who are Watching my share is small. All right, so I've heard the name before, but I had to look it up. And this is, I guess, this is kind of why it's from back in 2011. And I haven't really seen a whole lot. I, it's like one of those things like, yeah, it sounds familiar. Malicious code from. What? Is this a troll? It all boils down. It all boils down to trust and the zombies in question is again the German federal government Trojan. So it's a government Trojan. I'm not sure why they keep talking about zombies. The question is, are all zombies oh this I think someone's trolling me. Let me know if you're trolling me. Or somebody tell me if they're trolling me. It's But it does sound familiar. But I will answer it from a 30,000 foot view. It's not illegal to circumvent any Trojan uh, software inside of your organization. It's what you're effing supposed to do. Uh, next question from Julio. Good morning, Eric. If I wanted to start my path from zero to DFIR, what would you recommend? Don't get arrested by the FBI like I did. In all seriousness. Um, but the... You can talk... Those who are in digital forensics and incident response, I would say 
will probably agree with me when I say this. You need to know network operations before you can hunt evil. You really do. The knowing how certain services work, knowing how, you know, is this legitimate uh, web traffic for an IIS or is it not legitimate? You know, having that experience of network infrastructure and network security as a whole from a blue team before going into forensics, I believe personally, is paramount. You got to know how to hunt. You got to know how things properly operate and not properly operate before you can hunt evil. So blue team, learn what the legitimate actions items are versus illegitimate. Look, see how failed logins look, things of that nature. Uh, you know, it's a process. Unfortunately, it's not something. There is exceptions to the rule. There are just some really, really smart people that can pick it up really, really fast and just clearly know, you know, oh, this is malicious. So. Um. Hold on a second. My Teams is blowing up. Oh, I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on really, really tight. DHS is supposedly on our website crawling around right now. Interesting. Supposedly, came, the source came from YouTube? I think my visiting tracker maybe malfunctioned. I don't know if DHS, anybody from DHS is actually watching this. But if you are, hey, give me a call. We, we got a case in over the weekend that I need to send over to you guys. That yeah, Apparently is possibly the leaked version of Black, uh, Lockbit Black that may have been leaked out last year. So, Casually Joseph, dropping the knowledge. Yeah, so yeah, the zombie, that's right. That's right, okay, let me bring this up. So, let me do this and... See, sometimes you just, you just get old and boomerish and you forget crap. Right, but as soon as I seen this, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. So a zombie was kind of like a, a sleeper type of thing where it was inside of your organization, inside of your computers. I'll drop this in here. It, it, there's a whole history to it. I honestly had forgotten all about that term, but I was kind of making the joke that I was killing zombies earlier on the PlayStation, so. That's kind of why I thought, for some reason, it was a troll. So, so if you missed the handoff, I would say I made the the zombie uh, reference joke. Like five more minutes, Dad. I'm killing zombies. Can't really can fix it. Maybe they're watching. Maybe wouldn't surprise me. All right few more minutes ladies and gentlemen 
What are the top search for threat intelligence or threat hunting? I don't know if there is a cert for threat intel. I don't know. Let's see. Let's uh, let's go to the chalkboard, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, work keyboard. Hey, let me switch over to the other room. So many times I can hear a song cycle. Threat Intel certs. Oh, E Council? Yeah, whatever. I have a. Catch me outside and we'll talk about my real hate for E Council. Or my. I, I shouldn't. The hate is too strong of a word for it. I really dislike them. So, yeah, there actually is. I didn't know. I didn't know there was actual certs for threat intel, but what is it? Let's see, I consider some of this threat hunting. Well, I guess it could be the same thing. Just what, in my mind, I can intellectually con uh, conceptualize. You know, so like when I'm looking at threat feeds, I'm looking at malicious domains, I'm looking at TLS certificates and stuff like that. I consider that threat hunting, but I mean, I guess so, yeah. But do they... So yeah. Uh, 408, I've got that. Practical threat hunting. Ooh. Mandit's actually got one here. Practical threat hunting. This may be... Mandiant's one of those that, you know, they talk and I, even I shut up. I'm like, huh? So they have a four-day virtual delivery. The bad part about it is contact Mandiant Academy. Let's see. Can we get at least a price on it? Or do I got to stop my uBlock application? Hooray! Live demo. It broke. Whatever. Um, so yeah, check that out. N not endorsed by any means. Just something to put out there to, for you to consider. And why are you doing... Stop. <laughs> Casley Joseph says, uh, you can make him over in our mod chat. You can have me take it. I'll tell you how it is. <laughs> I'm sure you get a price after a few phone calls. Exactly, Joseph. Just up. All right. So, yeah, I mean, I guess just do some research. I mean, I know SANS GX certification is way, way out there. Um... Oh, there's actually a Reddit post, supposedly. Let me just make sure.
so yeah this is kind of some of the stuff well this this post is heavy i'll post this in here just so you can follow along later at your own leisure um you know of course everything is pretty heavily on the gx uh you know leaning but this kind of goes along with a lot of stuff i say you know the new gx certification blah 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 however i would recommend that you have a good knowledge base let me actually move yep there we go that way we can that way we can all read it together however i would recommend a good base knowledge of aws azure before taking the course and that's you know of course they'd say oh read this other one but practical field experience is always best so that's kind of what i always talk about you know you need to kind of have that exposure in a lot of these things before you can actually really understand things let's see matthew have a good day bud hope you have a good one Julio, you're absolutely welcome. Yeah, exactly, Jenny Hasley. Exactly. Yep, I'm an old boorish. Which pretty much just means, you know, I'm not old enough to be a boomer, but sometimes I feel like I think like one in a lot of ways. Yeah, exactly, James Lynch. Now, this is referring back to the zombie thing, the zombie line and things of that nature. Just for a point of clarification. Ooh, this is something I did not know about. Let's let's take a look at this. Let's all go down a rabbit hole together, ladies and gentlemen. Switch screens here. Let's see. Mitre has potentially their own. Maybe. Over by Antiquity. Uh, that guy can wait. So attack fundamentals, threat intel with raw data badge, with narrative reporting badge. Threat Intel Storage and Anal... Yeah, 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 yeah. This may be something worth looking into. You know, it's actually... Senior people at MITRE, a pinch, uh, I suspect. Let's see. Sorry for anybody who just got a suntan whitewash for non-black mode. Or non-dark mode. See, I mean, we'll post originally. Yeah, definitely dig into it a little bit. This is something even I didn't even know about, right? So that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Let's see. Um, I 
Let's see, I'm seeing mod chat mention something. Yes, Josap. I said your name. I said your name, Josap. There's a question. Yes, space tacos. <laughs> the, uh, so inside, those who don't know Hunter very well, you know he's he's got a lot of mental things going on. But he'll be like, "Dad," I'm like, "Yes, I have a question." Yes. <laughs> um. Do you know, of, here's the question I've seen in Matcha, do you know of any content creators who do log reading and common things seen in a sim? I've done a couple things in the past. I would probably say Black Hills has done stuff. Um, I think John Hammond has as well. I think TCM uh, Heath has done stuff as well couple names off the top of my head there uh, let me actually switch screens here something to consider but just know a lot of that stuff is it's gonna be canned it's not gonna have real threat Intel from a live environment unless it's heavily sanitized right you hush <laughs> Zoomers can call anybody, anyone over 25 a boomer. Alright, I'm seeing another question being posted from Mod Chat. Oops, sorry. My question is up a little bit about DFIR Barricade. I'm looking for it. Space, why do I not? I see Space Tacos in the chat saying, Hey, I have a question. Then it goes to Jenny Hasley. Then Ian. I don't. Let me check my chat. Oh, so. Kimberly can fix it. Actually, God, I'm not sure why it's not showing up in my chat feed. And there's 180 of y'all sick twisted freaks out there. Love it. Love, thank you so much for hanging out. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, so here we go. Does your team use digital forensics? I'm trying to figure out a way to do it. Do DFIR does not include digestion, searching through material. Does your team use digital forensics? We do digital forensics, which is basically hunt th uh, hunting for evil. I'm trying to figure out a way to do DFIR that does not include digesting through material Space Taco, I love you, but I have no idea what you're asking me. 
we do digital forensics. We use tools to look, go through logs and you know hunt evil, failed logins, malicious payloads, um, new services being created, new processes, new web downloads, things of that nature. I mean, are you looking for sample data to use to learn digital forensics? Then maybe I'll suggest the dfireport.com type of thing. No, there's a bunch of sites out there that do that. Hmm, Jay. True, I guess I was looking for sus Microsoft log correlating to others, hoping to identify how something starts and processes so I can find something that I don't know if I'm in the middle or end. That is threat hunting, my good friend. You are literally hunting evil. So you take the timestamp of like PowerShell, you know, base 64 encoded. You know, you decode that and it's a invoke web request. Let's say at 8 a.m. And you're like, okay, this was done by who? Was it done by system or by user or service? Then you're like, okay, it was done by user. When did that user log into that system? Where it was that user logged in on the, the console? Like the actual GUI? Or was it through an RDP? Or was it through a remote access tool, a RAT, a Screen Connect, a AnyDesk, things of that nature. So you find that, that questionable item and then you search, right? That's literally what you're doing. So you, you found the, the the threat, you found the, the issue, and now you got to figure out how did this thing happen. Hopefully that answers your question. I've heard a lot of forensic jobs catching child predators, but I like to avoid having a search through disgusting... Uh, yeah, I'll just check out DFIR reports and things like that. I mean, there is a whole division of like pen testers and DFIR folks that will go through for child predators. So I would say unless you're actively seeking it i've only run across two k or two maybe three cases that actually had child porn in it and it was because i stumbled across it and some of our tools will look for uh ccm material inside of it but we don't pull images most of our stuff is you know log data and things of that nature and most of the time that's all you're going to be doing so unless you're hired by counsel and you're you're well aware like hey this is suspected child pornography case things of that nature yeah i got what you i got what you're saying tacos let me know if i answered all your questions bud oh that is actually a question what is the most value I do have a client call in, so I will try to wrap this up in a few moments. 
Um, what is the most valuable for a customer to have in terms of evidence when you do forensics? And what stalls your progress most significantly if missing? Logs. Logs, logs, logs. We can't threat hunt. We can't find evil. We can't figure out how somebody got into side of a network. What data they did, did they potentially exfil? Thing, all everything. It's all about the logs, baby. You know, just like it's all about the Benjamins type of thing. It's all about the logs. If I don't have logs, I don't have anything. I can't prove. I can't prove. So I need it. The one thing that does slow us down a lot is, you know, getting access to systems. So. My question would be to you, Christopher, is did you shoot back? That's what I would do. Joseph, why am I looking at a blue screen? Yes, thank you. I was looking at my sim. I was looking at alerts and I was trying to see if can find correlation and or beacons. Also fine tuning our sim and learning the coding for it. You're doing the job, dude. Unfortunately, there's no easy sauce to it. There's really not. But you're on the hunt. You found something questionable. You're on the hunt to see is it true? Is it normal activity or is it malicious activity? And this is exactly what I'm saying that it takes you you, you have to know what is normal and what is bad or potentially malicious before you can do digital forensics. You're on the hunt. I love it. Keep hunting, my friend. Perfect. Love it, love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to wrap it up. Like I said, I've gotten a couple client calls that I do have to take. Work does call. I do appreciate everybody for tuning in and hanging out for this jaw jacking session. I am going to be trying to do. I'm right now. I'm thinking every other Friday of doing the quote unquote extended jaw jacking or whatever uh, for it. So this Friday may be it. Um, if you're not check in if you're not a member or if you're not doing this i would definitely say go to youtube.barricadecyber.com it'll take you right to our youtube page and the reason i say this of course is you know self-promoting just a tad bit but uh we do have a new series that is that is coming out it'll of course it'll prompt you to subscribe uh but we do have no casual society that just dropped but we do have tabletop thursdays which are just short clips of videos that i'm going to be creating as tabletop starters so that way you can do your own tabletop discussions we won't be doing an in-depth one unless we're getting a lot of requests for that but you know a lot of folks have problems just starting that conversation so you know i got about 50 60 topics already written down um in one of my notebooks so I'm literally going to just start reading little shorts to help start those conversations. So that way you can advance. You know, what would we do in this type of situation? What would we do in this type of situation? Right? So it, it's more of, you know, start the, the conversations 
and then get everybody involved. And that's literally what tabletops are supposed to do. It's not supposed to be a script, a hundred percent scripted, right? It have an opening in question. I like, okay, here, let's, let's have one here. All right. This is more of a DFIR or incident response. Yeah, it's an incident response. It doesn't have to be digital forensics. Let's just say, hypothetically, you have a backup generator in place. Power goes out in your building. Backup generator works. But you have two racks in your network storage or in your in your organization. One phase of your backup generator works and one doesn't. What do you do? Do you have asset management? So you know what's in rack one and what's in rack two. And then how do you bring up? Is it critical? Can it stay down for a little while? Right? These are scenarios to talk about. So this is what I'm talking about. So I'm, I'm going to start doing creating topics. And then it's for you to, you know, figure out, you know, how to explore these things. Right. So, um, definitely tune that in or tune into that is if that is of interest for you. And those who know that's been around for a while, I will kick over to the sea shanty and then the normal closeout for Dr. Gerald Osier. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. I do greatly appreciate each and every one of you. Hopefully, I will be back on either this Friday or next Friday. I will talk to Dr. Gerald Osier, trying to figure out the, the timing of this thing. And uh, stay tuned. I'm sure we'll have many, many more things coming up in the very near future. I'm Eric, your chat. Love you guys. Take care of yourselves. Once was a kid whose passwords laid across all sites. They were the same, a criminal. Then found their fame by taking that data to go. Soon may a criminal come to steal your pictures and data and run. One day when the crime is done, they'll steal your account and go. If you enjoyed that content, keep the cybersecurity train going by connecting with the other Simply Cyber community resources. We have the Discord server that's lively and always keeps the conversation going. You can connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And also every single weekday morning on the Simply Cyber channel, we're doing live daily cyber threat briefings, 8 a.m. Eastern time, as well as Thursday at 4.30 p.m. We're doing live stream interviews with industry experts, and we produce videos that we push out every Wednesday morning. I'm Jerry from Simply Cyber. I hope you enjoyed the content, and we'll see you in the next one.